0: Only. carry on only dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure and now here's your host and personal guide award-winning photographer creative director and travel expert taking you around the world in style jill pater i am your host kevin along with my colleague sam how's it going sam
1: it's going well Kevin. good, Thank to, you. Hear, good
0: to hear are you ready to take another trip around the uh, the, the globe Am I? <laughs> Aren't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that I am.
0: Great. Well, we are here as always with our travel expert, Jill Pater. Jill, how's it going?
2: It's going great. Thanks.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, today, you are going to take us to Tokyo, Japan. Yes. Tokyo sounds very exciting. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, definitely a place that I've wanted to go for quite some time, but I feel like it's it can be kind of tough. I, I don't know. It just seems like there's that perception that it's hard to get to because it's so far away. Was well, it tough to get to, Jill?
2: It is not tough to get to. In fact, it's very easy, uh, especially from where we're based here in Los Angeles, from New York, from the Midwest. Uh, direct flights, lots of direct flights from the U.S. to Tokyo. So that part is relatively easy, albeit they are longer flights. Um, Tokyo is the food capital of the world. So that I is like... not know that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo is probably, in my opinion, the number one city in the world for food and not just Japanese food, which obviously they have there. um in large supply. Um, but for all foods, it has the most Michelin star restaurants in the world.
0: In yes, China. I was gonna say, is it like quality of food or just selection of food?
2: Quality, selection, and you know, in, in this case, Michelin star rating I had no food. Idea. Yeah. Yeah, same. So some of the best Italian, uh, French food, even they'd even do That's American wild. food better in than Japan, we do right here. Italian yeah. food. Yeah. Yes. I bet the presentation yeah. is also very
1: beautiful. Because the Japanese you Your know, they're so detail-oriented, yeah. so creative as well, so makes it all the more appetizing. Okay. Yes, definitely.
0: Okay, so why Tokyo? Did you go for work, pleasure, fun?
2: As always, both. Right, <laughs> yes, right. yeah. Always, always a mixture. I, feel right. I, <laughs> I was a mixture of business and pleasure. Right. I think what attracted me most about Japan, obviously, the food scene, which we knew about, um, but also the architecture. So modern architecture, you know, Zen design is that is you know the mecca for that type of that type of work. Right. I feel
1: like I feel like there's this part of Tokyo, Japan, that I'm imagining that it's like. The building upwards, and then the Zen gardens, and like the Zen right, part. It's very of it, modern. A right? lot
0: of yeah. you know, uh, like big city metropolitan area feel. Yeah. But then it also has so much culture.
2: Right, it has a very traditional base. So you have that aspect to it as well. The the historic, traditional type of architecture, and then, then cutting edge modern. So it, it makes a really cool juxt- juxtaposition to photograph. And that's and that's what you mainly photographed
1: while you were yes, there. Yes, mostly oh, okay. modern. Mm-hmm. Amazing.
0: Do you, are you ever tempted to – if you go to shoot modern architecture in Japan, are you ever tempted to go kind of trying to you know, find the places that are a little off the beaten path, You know, the more kind of – Traditional? Right, right, right. Traditional architecture?
2: I always – I definitely always visit those places because right. I like architecture of all different genres. It's not just modern. But in terms of my work, it, it is pretty specific to modern. Mm-hmm. Um, I do – I just finished a book called um, Modern Refuge, which does have a little more of that balance to it. So there are modern refuges around the world – Mostly high-end hospitality, but they have kind of that mix going on where it's 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 minimalist and has aspects of modern and traditional elements to it. Right. Um, but mostly, I would say my mainstay is is modern shooting modern architecture.
0: So yeah, so that's so. In addition to the the culinary scene and to the architecture, are there any other things that really make Tokyo you know a place to visit?
2: There's so many different things. Um, so first of all, they have amazing markets. Uh, they're probably best known for the fish market, the uh, Skiji fish market, um, great museums, temples, shrines, uh, art museums. You really have, like a lot of this, the bigger cities that we've talked about, you have so much to pick and choose from. So depending on your area of interest, you can really kind of cater around that you know specific interest. It is a very large city, so I do recommend um, you know, kind of, again, we have to pick and choose sure. if you're spending time there. And there's so many incredible neighborhoods, great, you know, amazing shopping as well. Uh,
0: I know Sam's dying to know, what's the nightlife like?
2: <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> that was my next thing. Right. yes The you. nightlife there is great. <laughs> is there's, it? yeah, there's anything you want to do in Tokyo
1: you can do. It's I feel like, is it is it, you know, kind of like the city that never sleeps, kind of similar to um, like Vegas or something? I feel like I'm imagining lights
0: always Times Square on. like is there what what yeah. is there a comparison in the US that Tokyo I, kind of I would say probably
2: New York is yeah. is the okay. closest, just in terms of so things cool. always going on, and it does vary from neighborhood to neighborhood. Okay. So there are neighborhoods that are like more quiet and chilled, and then definitely the areas that are right. kind of party, younger, popping. Yeah, that's popping neighborhoods. That's yes. definitely what <laughs> <Yes>. I <You're laughs> looking was looking for? for. Yes, and Tokyo Where's is very safe. Popping? <laughs> yeah, popping <laughs> off. It's a very safe city, yeah. so it is a fun place to go out, and it's a place you could easily, you know, leave your hotel at right. midnight and you feel comfortable coming and going at those hours too
0: um because it is so dense uh Mm -hmm. is it easy to get around tokyo
2: it is their metro system is amazing um super clean they have actually food within their metro station they have restaurants and things um so super safe and one thing that's interesting about japan is you often see young kids traveling by themselves so um you know like seven-year-old kids will take the metro and things by themselves. seven-year-old kids Mm -hmm.
0: wow
1: Wait,
0: hey. Yeah. I feel like you, you will not see that in, well, actually, you probably would see that in Manhattan. Like,
2: Independence. Yeah.
1: You know, that's amazing. So how w- how long would you recommend um, someone staying there?
2: So Tokyo and Japan in general, it's it's one of those places you could spend years and still not see everything. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But if you're going, I would say, again, because it's an international, longer international flight, right. if you can spend at least 10 days Okay, right. Like, yeah. Go so
0: ahead. so you we've we've traveled, you know, kind of around the world with you to a lot of different locations and that sounds like kind of the like is there a number of days to really kind of soak in the environment, the culture you know, the architecture, the scenery. Like an
2: average. Yeah, like an 10. average.
0: Is it a week, five days, 10 days?
2: I would say the average minimum, and this is just minimum, would be 10 days yeah. for those kind of flights. Any flight that's, you know, that over long. six hours, yeah. it takes you, you have the jet lag, you have a couple of days of just kind of getting acclimated. Right? And, yeah. and two, you want to have, you probably have some things planned that you want to do, but you want to allow space for new things you might not have thought of or, you know, opportunities sure. come up, you can, you can take on those. But I would say minimum 10 days. You know, ideally... Um, Um, ideally longer in most of the places that we've been, but I think 10 days is a good standard as a minimum. Yeah.
0: Right. To fit everything in.
1: Um, so I, I've heard so many amazing things about Japan, but something that I've heard particular, uh, in particular is cost wise. Is it expensive? Like, do you blow your wallet? How much do you, uh,
2: you know, try to prepare a budget for yourself prior to going? Sure. Well, Japan has, you know, similar when we were talking about London, there are ways to definitely economize mm-hmm. things in Japan. So it is traditionally um, one of the most expensive cities in the world, but there are a lot of things you can do to kind of mitigate that. They have great public transportation within the city, so that definitely saves. Taxis in Japan tend to be very, very expensive. So even from the airport, you can take the train from the airport into the city. You can learn the metro, which is in English and Japanese, um, throughout pretty much all parts of the city. So that's that's a big saver there. Your biggest expense is probably going to be hotel. um, And that just requires, you know, taking some time and, and, you know, looking online and and researching all your options. But there are are deals to be had. And then food is a big one, right? Right. So restaurants will have... the nice thing about walking around Tokyo is they'll have like these set lunch menus or set dinner menus, and they'll have little signs outside the restaurant that kind of say how it is, you know what the cost is for a set menu, and those tend to be pretty very reasonable, like their business lunch so to speak or business dinners, you know, for X amount. The one thing you do have to be careful about in Japanese restaurants is their menus tend to be quite robust, and so there'll be things that are very reasonable on the menu on up to like a thousand dollar items on oh, their wow. sushi menus. <laughs> so, oh, so, great. so 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 something to watch. Really so need like to know you jobs. <laughs> A huge range. <laughs> so do just say like, you know, just be a little cognizant of that. Yeah. But it is absolutely easy there. And everything, you know, because it's safe, because it's clean, they have these amazing little kind of like fast food places too that are very good. It is easy to budget there, I find. Okay. Yeah. You just got to be smart. Do you it's, find it uh, – go ahead. I was just going to say. It's just that probably the hotel is the one expensive. of the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Do you find it at all harder um, in Tokyo – or really, I don't know, maybe any, any Asian city, just with the the language barrier, does that make it any more difficult to communicate or to get around? You know, when you go to a restaurant and you see the menu, I'm sure, you know, understanding, you know, prices and things like that, like, is it harder?
2: In Tokyo, it's actually relatively easy because most things are written in uh, Japanese in character and then in in okay. English. So you, it is very kind of bilingual that way. And there are people, younger Japanese in particular, um, speak English. Right. quite. It's quite common that they would speak English. So if you ask for help, people are very friendly. Um, they're very open to helping you. And if they can't, there's usually somebody nearby that can. If you leave, if you go outside of Tokyo, it's a bit tougher, if you're outside of the city, it right. is definitely more Japanese. Have than you that. traveled
1: outside of uh, Tokyo? Just as well?
2: on the perimeter, so okay. not as deep into the country as I as I would have liked. Yet, um, but I do know from good friends that live in those parts that it is quite difficult to get by. Yeah. You probably need yet. to go with a guide. A guide, definitely go with okay. a guide or a translator. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. or just have that you know a little
0: book little yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Google, right. Google translator. Yeah, right. your Google Translate out. Um, do, you, do you have any favorite spots? Whether it's restaurants, museums.
2: I do. I love the, um, the Tokyo Modern Art Museum. There is a, a cathedral there called St. Mary's Cathedral, which is absolutely stunning. It's by uh, an architect, uh, Kenzo Tanga, that I photographed. Just stunning. I can't wait. I'm, ex- I'm excited for this oh, okay. to see the It'll photos. Be on blog too. I know, exactly. And I think to your point, Sam, too, I mean, one of the best parts of just walking around Tokyo, walking around in the streets, is seeing, like, all the different elements of de- design. So not just the architecture, but you go to different, you know, they have chocolate shops and little cake shops and tea cake shops, and everything is beautifully packaged and yeah. designed. And there's so much care put into presentation and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's such a visual feast for the eyes. Totally. It's, I'm obsessed cool with uh,
1: Japanese packaging. Like, Japanese design and packaging and then all the streetwear brands are over there. So I just imagine um, all these places that you can get lost and that's kind of why I asked about the budget thing because there's food that you definitely want to try and then there's all the shopping and I feel like everything is so cute. Like my brother brought me back really small cute things. A lot of
0: cute things? Cute (laughs) things.
1: Like it was a matchbox but it was so cute. Um. So, what uh, time of the year is the best time? I know during the springtime, there's cherry blossom, cherry blossom season. And, yeah, that's yeah. a very
2: popular time to go. Um, in summer, it can be quite hot, like the, the heart of summer. I was actually there in December, and it was beautiful that okay. time of year. I Not mean, it was, cold, or was it, it was, kind of? Cold? I think it was unusually warm when oh, I was wow. there. It was. It was before you know, it was like towards the end of December. Um, but I think it's a, it's a pretty, you know, temperature wise, it's a pretty moderate place. Our spring, our, you know, our fall, um, I, I would say you probably want like in any major city, you kind of want to avoid the, the heat of summer just because it doesn't dissipate within the city. You don't get that cool breeze. So I think spring, fall, and even early winter there are the best times to visit.
1: Um, so what brought you there initially to go visit? Was it you did have you did have a job there, but did you also kind of like have it on your bucket list and you were waiting for this moment to happen? I was a bit you lie. know, it
2: had been on the list for a long time and I was planning this around the world trip. So I, I was planned a flight that literally went around the world from LA and around the globe. And so Tokyo was the obvious last stop for that. But okay. it was it was exciting. It was it was definitely my one of my favorite stops on the trip.
0: Amazing. Uh, what type? So, when you were actually there, were you shooting mostly architecture? Did you do any, you know, culinary shooting?
2: I didn't do any culinary shooting. It was um, almost 100 focused yeah. on architectural shoots.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's always interesting to me. Like, do you? I just feel like there's, especially a city like uh, Tokyo, right? There's just so much to take in. Do you ever, if you go there with the intent to shoot architecture, do you ever find yourself being like, oh my gosh, like I have to shoot this? Like, it's you know, you're at a Michelin restaurant, and you have to shoot it, or do you get inspiration? From some of the things you see while you're there,
2: absolutely, yeah. and it's and that's a place you know. It's a great city to go back to, especially if you're traveling within within Asia. It's an easy stop um, to add on to any, any other trip. And I think I'll definitely be going back there to shoot more culinary things. I mean, it's same, but we'll be on that same, uh, same flight. You you guys will be coming along because I didn't realize it. I mean, I knew it was, (laughs) I I knew it had that reputation for food, but it's hard to really imagine until you get there and see it. And it's,
0: it's, I mean, I, I just, even just hearing you talk about it, right. Like I always, you know, I think you think of, you know, Europe, you think of Paris or of Italy and like for being really great, you know, culinary destinations. Right, right. I had no idea about Japan. Yeah. Number I, one crazy. for sure,
2: and you know Japanese food. The way we consume it here is a little bit different than the way they do there. Sure. They're so specialized in in everything they do. You know, somebody who does sushi doesn't do is a master. What is the sushi like that? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, everything's very separate though. So a, a chef that does sushi will only do sushi. Like yeah. they they they're a master at that. They've done it for twenty plus years, and that's all they do. Somebody that does like soba noodles. Only makes and cuts Mm -hmm. soba noodles. And so it's so masterful and and beautiful. It's it's kind of at a different level. It it takes on a whole new appreciation. You know, we love Japanese food here in the U.S. But when you see it there and when you see it done at that level, it's—
0: Is there a type of—and I could be making this up, but I feel like I've heard it. Is there a Japanese sushi chef or someone who trains for, like, years— Specifically to cutlet like, or to like do blowfish or some sort of poisonous fish I heard or something that like too. that. Right. Is that, am I making that up?
2: You're probably not. I mean, they're <laughs> I very, like, I, I heard like everything. They train,
0: it's like passed down through families and only like a few can like serve this poisonous fish. Blowfish. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. I mean, everything they do is so masterful right. that it's, and, and very, very specified in one thing. So that's, that's entirely so possible. Crazy.
1: Yeah. No, I feel like I've watched a lot of videos um, of, um, people from Japan that are masters in what they do. Right. Like, I, I feel like I watched. It might have been a Simpsons episode that I <laughs> saw. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Like, I, I think I've watched, like, a bonsai tree master right. and, like, uh, uh, somebody who makes swords, like skills. traditional swords. Yeah. Right. Like, very disciplined and very,
2: um, you know, like, artistic, creative, but uh, devoted to their yes. craft and perfectionist perfectionist so, yeah. so we'll add these to the destination cow pack we'll, we'll find your
0: blowfish man <laughs> right. i swear so i'm not making that up <laughs> well, i really like i'm not
1: i heard that too but do you, okay. do you
0: get to see a lot of that because i know like tokyo is a very metropolitan city right or is it just seem like you know you see the the businessmen the businesswomen, or is it you know you see a lot of that you know old school culture
2: you do. I mean, Tokyo is such a dense city, and there's so much diversity within it that it it kind of depends where you are. So when you're in the business district, I mean, you definitely you see lots of you know corporate people going to work. But there are so many just like nooks and crannies within the city that if that's on your itinerary to see, you can absolutely see sure. it, the traditional parts. Yeah.
0: Were there any crazy surprises? Because I, even just I feel like. I could go to a restaurant and see some really weird stuff on, on menus or so any crazy surprises, whether it was through food, through your travels, anything that just really was like,
2: whoa. I think in on this particular one, going to the fish market, which, you know, you go at like 4 or 5 in the morning and it's – their their tuna trade is one of the – You know, biggest in the world, one of the big kind of showstoppers. But just going through the fish market, you see, like, live snakes and, you know, just all these very interesting. I didn't know she was going to say snakes. Interesting marine (laughs) life for sale, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's just, it's crazy seeing it. It's so raw. It's like there's a grit to it, you know, Mm -hmm. grittiness to it. And just, you know, this is the kind of what's fueling a lot of the food and the restaurants that you see. So being kind of at that heart of that trade, Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see and experience.
1: So did you, did you travel solo on this trip? I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so did you – how much did you plan ahead? Because I wonder, was that uh, fish market trip a part of your plan initially? It definitely was. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So
2: I kind of lay out all the – you know, I have an idea of what I want to see and do. And I don't, like, book it in by any means. But I just, you know, as, day, as, as once I get there and kind of get settled, decide what I want to do each day knowing – kind of what the different options are. Okay.
0: Is it uh, a place you'd go back? Thank Absolutely. You, for sure? Absolutely.
2: It's similar to, you know, New York or London, which we've visited on this podcast. You know, it's a place you could go back a hundred times and you'd have a different experience every single sure. time. Okay. And you still have the other, you know, surrounding cities to kind of venture off to, Absolutely, too, right? In Japan? Yes. Once you're in the region, you're... Your goal exactly. And
0: and those, like the other cities, are easy to get to as well?
2: They are. There are high-speed trains sure. to, to get to them. Um, it's just a little bit different than traveling within Tokyo, again, because of the English factor. Yep. You know, you're, you're not going to be able to get by on just English. But amazing. I mean, so many things to see in that country. I have friends that have lived there for years, and they're still scratching the surface. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow. Right. I wish the U.S. had like a tube where you could go from L.A. to New York in like two hours or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> – for sure. So you just go, go underground right? and then you just end up in New York. Right. But I feel like you,
0: you can do that in, in, you know, cities in Asia and in Europe. It's so easy to get around to different countries. different, yes, just different places, like, more convenient and, and quicker.
2: Yeah, especially high-speed train and transport. Yeah. Like, yeah. Japan has some of the top-end trains in the world. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. It's
2: a nice – definitely a nice factor to not
1: always have to travel by air as well for exactly sure. um so i know you said you traveled in december mm-hmm. uh to tokyo um i know you also have great packing hacks so it's time for <laughs> it's Jill's, that time again it's that time packing hack um and this time it has to do with the idea of being prepared. So how, how do you get prepared? For a trip? So I
2: think one of the easiest ways to pack is to start with just a master list for that trip. So I'll start a couple weeks before I go and just, you know, as I think of things, just take notes. So when I actually go to pack, I have a list I'm working from. That way you don't forget important things like umbrellas, hats, you know, medications, things like that. And so I have a couple lists that I use for different locations and then just add and subtract to them accordingly. But I highly recommend using a list. It'll help you, um, not leave anything behind that might be hard to get in that in that particular location. Is this a written list or
1: are you a phone type of person? Is there an app you use?
2: I, I have – I sometimes do it on my phone. I sometimes do it on the, my computer. So okay. I'll just have like a list and print it out and then cross it off because there's certain things too when you're packing, especially if you're packing at the last minute, you know, certain things that you add to your bag, you know, right before you leave the house. Yeah. So I just kind of keep the list and then cross things off as I start actually packing the bags. Yeah.
0: Well, Jill, as always, I am extremely jealous and envious of your life. (laughs) Um, But thank you again for taking us through Tokyo. Carry On Only. Thanks for listening to Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. Listen to Jill take you around the world in style, live every week right here or 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. For immediate access to Jill's destination guides, blog, and show notes, please visit jillpater.com and follow her on Instagram at JillPater.